Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast. Today, we're chatting with Rebecca Shinners. She's a journalist, a content creator, living out her best life in New York City. I hope you tag along for the ride. Thank you for being here. Welcome to Beaming. to welcome Rebecca Shinners to the Zoom Room studio. She is the senior social editor at Health Magazine and a content creator living her most fabulous life in New York City. Welcome to the show, Rebecca. Hi, thanks for having me. So like Sky said, um, I'm currently working at Health Magazine as a senior social editor, and I've had six years of experience in the magazine industry from internships to full-time freelance to where I am now. So I'm excited to tell you guys all about that. Um, and I'm originally from Long Island, but I'm now living in New York City. So I've kind of always been a New Yorker. Okay. And did you always know that you wanted to live in the city at some point, or did you kind of just end up there. I didn't. I feel like we all grew up wanting to leave our hometowns and I was definitely like that. Yeah. Um, I dreamt of going as far away as possible and I feel like I almost like focused more on wanting to leave my hometown than like what I wanted to be and what I wanted to do. I was very against the cold. I hated growing up with it and I just wanted to go somewhere warm and beautiful and not Long Island, <laughs> but yeah. here I am. And it's actually been, of course, great to be near family, especially during these times. So I am happy it worked out how it did. Good. Yeah. No, I I was in the same boat all through high school. I was just like, get me as far as possible from here, but ended up going to school near DC and started working in DC immediately after college. So I feel like the world does weird stuff with us and puts us where it needs us. <laughs> and I'm glad that it's worked out for you and that um, New York City has brought a lot of excitement to you. Yeah. So you work in a magazine that is super exciting. And when did you know you wanted to be involved in journalism? So actually, when I was growing up, I didn't know at all. Like I had like I was kind of saying, I had no idea what I wanted to do. And I feel like so many people come to me now who are in like high school and even middle school, which is insane, who have it like figure it out. And they're like, this is my dream. And I'm just like, you're way ahead of where I am. Um, but for me, I really, like I said, I like focused first on like wanting to maybe go somewhere warmer, which did and then didn't happen. We'll get into that. <laughs> but okay. so for me, I didn't know that I wanted to work in journalism until I was in college. I always knew I was a good writer and I always did well in English in high school. And I always like thought of writing as just something that helped me in my classes. Like I felt like I was able to tackle any assignment, like any essay, just because I knew how to make it sound good, even if I didn't always know what I was like talking about that well. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I didn't really think about writing is something I could do. I thought of it as more of like a skill to help me with other things. And then when I did get to college, I also was involved in photography. I always had done art and I wanted to, I knew I wanted to keep doing that in some way. So I ended up joining her campus was starting at Tulane where I was at the time. And it was all about, um, they were looking for like different positions. So I ended up signing up to be their photographer. And then from there, they were like, why don't you start writing as well? And it just really showed me that I could turn my passions into a job. And I was like, why haven't I thought of this sooner sort of thing? And I just like dove right in. I love that. I love, I mean, sometimes those experiences 
they're put there. So we find that new path and that's awesome that you moved. And now you're work. we'll talk about more what you're doing now, but now you're working with photography and writing mm-hmm. and social media and yeah. we'll, you know, we'll get into all that, but I love how all of those passions collided and now you're getting to experience awesome jobs that involve all of them. That is I think maybe that's one of the reasons people look up to you so much and ask for advice because you're just making the most out of like all of your passions and getting to really work at a dream situation. So that is super exciting. So you mentioned going to Tulane. Would you tell us a little bit about your college experience? Yeah. So when I chose my college, first of all, it was really hard for me to choose a college. I don't think I really knew what I wanted. Um, in terms of experience, because I feel like you're so young when you choose a college, like looking back on it, I'm just like, how could I have even known like what I want in life? I just, I can't believe that we're tasked with such a big life decision when we have lived like our lives in a bubble. I like think about that sometimes. (laughs) Like I had only known one thing and then I was being presented with these situations like, do you want a campus school? Do you want a city school? And I'm like, I don't even know what that means. And so I feel like it was like overwhelming. And like I said, I really knew I wanted to go far away and somewhere warm. And so I had my heart set on like California and I ended up getting into like all the schools I applied to, but I just ended up not being in the financial situation to be able to attend them. Um, and so I also got into Tulane University and I didn't think of it as like somewhere that I was dying to go. I just didn't think of it as like, like I got into some schools that were like higher ranked. So in my mind at the time, I was like, I've worked so hard to go where I want to go. And now I can't go because of money. And it was like really heartbreaking for me. And so I ended up choosing Tulane because I had a scholarship there and they had a beautiful campus and a fun city. And it wasn't, I didn't really choose it for any reason having to do with the academics. I was just kind of like, I could see myself being happy here. Got to Tulane and, you know, it was a good experience. I feel like it brought me, like I said, like it brought me to journalism. It gave me what I needed, Mm -hmm. but I very quickly just started to not feel fulfilled anymore. I was just like, I'm not going anywhere. Um, And freshman year, I loved it. I was happy. I was away from home. I was doing like what I wanted to do in terms of just like living on my own, being far away. Like it was satisfying that. But then once I realized that I wanted to work in journalism, I also realized that I couldn't really do that there. They, I think that they now have different programs. So like nothing against Tulane, definitely enjoyed my time there. But I think that like for me, I very quickly wanted like very hands-on experience and I wasn't getting it there and I didn't really see how I would get it there so I very I don't want to say like sporadically but like almost it was like very close to the deadline for transfer applications like I had missed the deadline in many places when I decided to transfer it was kind of just like okay sure I guess I'll do this and like go for it and see what happens and so I applied to like very few schools to transfer and I mostly only applied to schools that I had like looked at before. So I did end up at Boston University and I did get in there freshman year and I did look at it and I did decide not to go because it was like built into city. And I really don't think I could have handled that as a freshman. I Mm -hmm. think I needed the campus to be able to like meet people and just like have that experience of living on my own. But when I discovered that they had a whole college of communication with all these different programs, I was just like, wow, like who knew that was even a thing? 
blew my mind. And I saw the photojournalism program and I was like, that would be a really great way for me to get writing and photography experience. And that seems really great. And so I looked into that as well as the advertising major. And I was like, that seems really great as well, because it's a little bit more visual. So I was kind of like looking into both. When I applied, I don't think I had to choose a major. I think I just like applied to the school of communication. So I got in just kind of like within the comm school. And then when I got there, I dabbled in both majors. Um, and I, I told my advisor, I was like, oh, I'm an advertising major. <laughs> and I like went with it for a little while. And I guess like people didn't really believe me from like what I was told. They were like, no, you want to work in a magazine because I like did know that at that point. They were like, why would you not major in journalism? And I guess like my thought process was that advertising was feeling a little bit more creative just in terms of like some of the classes I was taking. Like there was a class I took called communication design while I was at Tulane that really inspired me to want to do like the visual part of a magazine. And so at that time, I was like more thinking like the visuals, that's what makes me unique. Like so many people can write. I wasn't thinking like, oh, I'm going to be a writer at that point yet. I was just thinking like, I will work at a magazine and like probably do more of the visuals. Mm. And I took like an introduction to journalism class and it was just like, it all fell together. It all made sense. And I started taking photojournalism and like loving that. And so it really worked out for me. I feel like that's like a lot to say, but that's kind of how I started in journalism no, as well. That's awesome. I was talking about this a few episodes ago with my cousin, Brooke. She's going back to school and we were talking about that huge decision and those huge decisions that you have to make before you're even 18 a lot of the time. And it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I mean, your story goes to show that you try out different things and then everything falls into place and you really kind of have to believe that it'll happen for you and that you're putting in the time and having an open mind. And I think it's like following what you're passionate about and what's resonating and like feeling right. Like I feel like sometimes people are like, this is exactly what you're supposed to do to reach this end goal. And like, if you're any step in the process and you're like doing it and it doesn't feel right, then you shouldn't be doing it. That's kind of how I feel. Exactly. No, that is extremely well put. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like maybe sometimes people are just nervous to follow a passion because it feels like, you know, you don't know if you can actually make it a job or make it work for you. But I mean, I feel like the world will open up once you allow yourself to just do what you love and and what you're passionate about. Because if you're passionate about something, then you're going to put your all into it. Like you're going to be determined. And those are the people that I know, like now as an editor, I love to hire because I want them to want it because then I'm going to get their best work. Yeah, absolutely. So after you graduated from Boston University, how did you make your way down to New York City and into the magazine world? So after I graduated, at that point, I'd already had some internships. So I guess like something you'll hear about the magazine industry is that they want to like hire pretty quickly. So you can't really like graduate with the job. So for me, like, again, I am from New York, I was lucky enough to just be able to go home and apply for jobs while living with my parents. And so I guess like, I really wanted a job at first, I was like, I'm ready, like I've had these experiences, I will be an assistant that's the natural next step for me. But what I then realized after graduating was there were all these like people who graduated a year before me. And then I was really battling them for the jobs. And they'd all been doing like full time freelancing and postgrad internships. And I was just like, 
school. Now they clearly have more experience than me, even though we've all interned, they've done like full-time internships and more long-term internships. And I just can't really compete with that. So it made me realize I should do something like that to kind of like make myself more hireable. So I ended up applying to um, first a post-grad internship well, a lot of internships before then landing one. Yeah. But I ended up at Oh the Oprah magazine and I was like a full-time freelancer considered in the photo department. And it was interesting because I'd always like wanted to try being in a photo department, but I had never done that during college, but I had kind of wanted it and then decided, no, actually I want to do like editorial, not photo. Um, so I'd already gone through that. And then I kind of like backed up and ended up in a photo department. Um, but that was really like part of just like casting a wide net for me and being open to different things to just get my foot in the door. And that position was at Hearst, where I then was able to just I applied to other full time freelance positions while I was there. Um, And I ended up finding one at Country Living, which was at the same publishing company, Hearst. So I applied with my like internal email, even though these were like, neither of these were staff roles. So it wasn't like I was an internal candidate. I was just kind of like a freelancer there already so like to the hiring manager I think it did like look good Mm -hmm. and I mean you know like I went to my interview like I just went up a few floors (laughs) and it was like super (laughs) she's like oh I don't have to let you in and I'm like yeah no I'm already here from there like I was then the web assistant which is more of an editorial position at Country Living and I then was hired full-time after I think it was probably like somewhere after six to eight months, I just was able to like prove myself. Mm -hmm. And I definitely don't think like a full time freelance position will always turn into a full time job. Like I don't want people to think that because I have, for example, like a freelance assistant position underneath me and like it will always be freelance because that's just what we have the budget for. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of times it does come down to budget. But I was lucky enough because my direct boss was actually promoted while I was there. So she was promoted to oversee country living and women's day. And she wanted to bring her country living staff over to women's day because she was like, you guys have done such a great job. Um, And this is basically why she was like, I want to move us all up. And so I was able to then go from web assistant to social media editor at Country Living and Women's Day. And so that's how I ended up with my first full-time job. Wow, that's so cool. I'll also add, like I graduated, I think maybe like a year and a half ago. Like I didn't get this job right out of college. Yeah. Like a lot of like hard work and determination and then being in the job and like proving myself and giving them a reason to want to hire me. Yeah. Wow. I feel like you just used all of those opportunities to keep learning and making connections. And I'm, I don't know. I mean, I know in, in my field, networking and knowing people and just being a good presence when you're meeting new people is so important. And I imagine with like the magazine and journalism industry, it's probably the same way, right? Like yeah. just knowing people meeting people and and keeping yourself open. And I did apply to like all of those positions just online. Like I definitely didn't know anyone before getting into it. But I think Mm -hmm. like you said, you want to meet someone and really have like a strong presence. Um, Like when it did come to networking, I did go to like some conferences and I would like go up to an editor and I would introduce myself and you have to give like kind of like an elevator pitch, as they call it, about like who you are and like why you're unique sort of thing. Just like really 
basically. And I was always like very prepared to do that. Um, but ultimately I would say that it's like not what yeah. landed me my first full-time job because I really did apply online. But there are of course like ways to make yourself stand out, like emailing um whoever posted yeah. the job. That's true. Yeah. That determination really came through for you, I think. And that's Super exciting. So you're in this job now at Health Magazine. And what is it like to be a senior social editor? Yeah, I think for me in accepting this position was really about leadership. I felt like I had already, um, you know, like went on to manage social media for great brands Mm -hmm. and grown social accounts and done a lot of writing. I've written so many articles. I've done a lot of like advising what we should cover. Um, That's always been like a big part of my job as well. Mm -hmm. And so like, in accepting this senior position, my goal was really to learn how to be a manager as well. And so I started taking on like direct reports and I started training them um, and teaching them best practices. And I feel like that's been really rewarding because I've been able to see them grow as well, like just like the different assistants and like junior editors that I've worked with. And I feel like being in a senior position, you're really able to have a big say in like what you're covering. And I feel like before I even got into magazines, what I always wanted was to just like have a voice to reach people and being in this position now, like I'm able to do that. I'm able to say, this is what I think people should care about. This is what I think people want to see. Mm -hmm. And here's how we're going to say it to them. Great. I guess that brings me to my next question, which is just, you have a whole new voice and following because of your TikTok and your Instagram, like they're just blowing up. And I am one of the people that just, you popped up on my For You page and I was immediately drawn to your passion, your drive and your content is so interesting. And I think a lot of it is geared toward helping people follow their dreams and Some of it has to do with working in the magazine journalism industry, but I think, I mean, I was drawn to it. I'm an actor. I I don't want to work in a magazine, but I just love learning about it and kind of seeing what you get to do. So what has that been like having this new following? It was so weird at first. Like I was like, what is happening? (laughs) Like how, because I had been posting to TikTok for over a year. I worked in social media. Like I consider it my job to be on these platforms like as an earlier adapter and to just like try things out and see what happens, like using myself almost as like a test subject. Um, And so I very much have always loved sharing social media content. I think I started sharing on my own at first because I'd grown all these brands by like hundreds of thousands of followers. I was kind of like, why am I not like putting this effort into my own pages? Or like, what if I put this effort into my own pages? Um, And so with TikTok, I had been on it for a while. I'd been posting to Instagram for a while, but I don't think I was necessarily like talking directly about my job always because like sometimes like also always like never wanted to come off is anything but modest. So I was always sometimes there's like this fear of like talking about yourself and like talking about what you're doing. And like, Mm. I felt all of that. But then on TikTok, I started noticing like people wanted me to talk more about my job and they wanted me to talk more about what I was doing. And I was like, okay, like, I guess I could do that. Like, I don't want it to be like all who I am. Like, I don't think you should ever want to be known like for a job. But I really like appreciate that people like I've gotten a lot of comments that people like you said, like, like my passion and my drive. um, And like how I come off, which is like, who knew? It's so interesting to hear. So it's been just like really amazing. And it's given me 
almost like a renewed sense of passion for like what I'm doing. And I just feel like really lucky to be able to reach such a wide audience because like I said, like I'd been posting this for a while and audience kind of didn't come right away, but when it came, like it, like it came fast. And so yeah, it's just been, it's been like, like at first it was overwhelming, but in like a great way. And I just feel like it's feeling really rewarding, but it's because I'm able to help people, but like, I'm still going with my career. Like, I hope that by, like, it gives me the sense of like, by continuing with like what I want to do, like I could also be inspiring others and that's amazing. And and just like one more point, like I keep thinking of things like while I'm talking, I guess when I wanted to first get into journalism, it was because I wanted my words to reach people and have an impact. And I just feel like there's this major impact that I'm seeing like direct results of just by speaking on my own platforms. And I feel like that's why I love social media, like you can have an audience and you can say what you want to say. And you could like anyone can reach an audience these days. And I think that's really special and amazing. Yeah, for sure. I totally agree with that. It makes, I mean, it's a way to be both personable and give advice. And I think through all of your platforms, I feel like you do a good job of balancing those. In terms of balance, you're working this full-time job and now you have, I mean, you've always been creating content through your other jobs, but do you feel like, this new following has kind of pushed you further in that content creator realm? And how do you balance all that with your normal job? Yeah, I think it's definitely pushed me further because if no one cares or like no one's paying attention, it's like it doesn't give you as much motivation to share. Um, I think that like, again, like I 100% believe that like you should be creating the content you're passionate about and you should be doing it for you, not like because you want an audience. I mean, of course you want an audience, but it's like you can't be putting your worth on like the followers and like the engagement only. You should only have a platform if there's something that you want to say out of passion. That said, like just seeing the fact that I'm inspiring others, that's really inspired me. And it's really just like given me a reason to share more and it's given me a reason to like want to do more as well. And just like, I want to be the person that my followers like want me to be mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. I definitely because I feel like sometimes like somewhere where I've gotten stuck has been like, you know, like you've reached your goals and now what? And I'm kind of like, like it makes me want to like reassess and be like, okay, like, yeah, there's still like things I can do and still things I want to do. And I can then like bring them along with me and show them what I'm doing. And I think that's like a really amazing place to be in. Um, In terms of the other part of your question, which is balance, (laughs) that is a hard thing. Um, We are all always just trying to achieve, of course. Weirdly enough, with this pandemic and like staying in, it does give me a lot more time to focus on creating my own content. So I have like my own like content calendar. It's funny because like I created a content, like I'm a social media editor. I'm just using the content calendar that I created for like one of my brands for me now. Um, But luckily I had that because it's been really helpful. But essentially like I will just like always kind of like plan out what I want to, I'll think to myself, like, what is it that you want to say this week? And I'll like plan it out as much as I can in advance. But of course it like changes, um, like in the moment. And then I'll like my job ends at 6 p.m. And so then from there, like I'll kind of like shift my focus to myself. Um, And so 
that's how I balance it. But I, of course, like take days off. And I think there are like things like being kind to yourself and just like accepting that productivity doesn't mean you're going to get everything on your to-do list done because sometimes my to-do list isn't manageable. And I thought it was, but I think that like what's lucky is because I created content within my job. I like already kind of know the interworkings of like everything I need to do for myself. And so like, for example, like at work, if I need to push a deadline, I'll know like how Mm -hmm. to prioritize one thing over another. So I do the same thing for myself. Right. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, you're a professional at it already. So applying it to your own content is, I mean, that's a perfect transition, I feel. I'm definitely going to link all of your social media and your TikTok and everything um, in this episode description. And you have a lot of videos giving advice and answering people's questions and comments on your TikTok and kind of advice for people that want to get started in the magazine industry, is there one piece of advice that you always push toward your followers or people that come to you with questions? Well, the most common question I get is just like where I went to college. Okay. (laughs) And like what to do during college. That's interesting. So people really think that like it's the program. Yeah. Which is very interesting because I definitely think that like college isn't everything and you could change your mind. Um, But I did really find, like I said, like I transferred and I really found the journalism major helpful as well as just getting involved in student media. So I feel like that's what I find myself saying over and over again, um, because I do think that training is important and improving your writing skills is important because it's a job where like it really is dependent on those things. Um, But just in terms of like advice that I like to give, like probably more than any other would be to like be open to experiences that might not be your dream job. Like they might be leading you there. So for me, like in accepting my first few positions, you know, they were like kind of adjacent to what I wanted to do. Um, but they weren't necessarily like exactly what I wanted to do. Like first being in a photography department, I was at an amazing magazine, but I knew I didn't want to be in photography, but it really did like end up teaching me so much um, because I did photo shoot production. And so I worked on like different parts of setting up a photo shoot, like location scouting and getting permits and just like random things like that. And now is a social media editor. I, so like at that time, the Facebook lives were not a thing. Instagram reels were not a thing. TikTok obviously wasn't a thing, but like social has gone so much towards that production element that I really like knew how to do like outreach for production and like video like setup before just because I'd worked on photo shoot production is um, a freelancer at Oprah magazine and it really came back to help me. So like if you want to work in a magazine, but the magazine that you're like getting your foot in the door through might not be like exactly where you want to be. That's okay because it's just like leading you to where you do want to be. That is so interesting. I feel like it's so true that when you were working that photo editor job, you might not have known what those skills would amount to or when they would come back into your career. But it just goes to show that you're learning things wherever you go and you'll bring them with you. I worked at a theater in DC and I was doing PR and 
I wouldn't have known how to email you to invite you on the show if I hadn't had that experience. And I don't want to be in PR at all, but I learned so much from it. And now I know how to communicate with people and invite people and just it's helped so much for this podcast, which three, four years ago, I had no idea I would be doing a podcast. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like they come back. I think that's a great example. Like there are so many things that like give us skills that we might not expect, but it's like super beneficial. Yeah, for sure. So interesting. So I would love to introduce our next segment, which is just to have some fun and learn a little bit more about some of the things that Rebecca does and some of the people she gets to work with. And we're going to call this segment celeb sightings. (laughs) I love naming this segment because no one actually cares. It's just fun for me. Love that. (laughs) So over the past few years working in your different jobs, you've met a few celebrities and gotten to collaborate with some of them. Would you mind telling us first just a little bit about what that's like? Yeah, it's been really amazing. I mean, I definitely... I feel like I didn't go into journalism thinking about it. (laughs) So it's kind of like when you first um, realize you're going to interview a celebrity, it's just like a pretty cool experience. Yeah. Um, But over the years, I've, I think at like all of my jobs, actually, I've had the opportunity to be involved in celebrity interviews, especially when we started doing more produced elements of social media, like the Facebook lives, I think was like probably one of my first so funny because those are like barely a thing anymore. But that was like the first time I really did a celebrity interview. And it was like an HGTV star um, because I was a country living. We loved that. Okay. Um, but nowadays, the reason I do celebrity interviews is often because um, I actually launched a video series when I came to the brand. Um, health. I launched a series called My Mantra, and it's basically a series all about positive self-talk and speaking kindly to yourself. So we ask celebrities to give their mantras. Um, And so it's been a really great thing to see it grow because I've gotten to like meet so many amazing people through it. We, of course, have a video team who does a lot of the work for it now, but um, I have gotten to interview some celebrities through it as well. And just the way it works is like often like the publicist will come to us at health and just introduce their client and ask if we have any opportunities for them. So that's kind of like the back end and we'll suggest our video series because who doesn't want to see the celebrity versus just like an on-site interview? Like we want, yeah. we want to see them. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Have you had any favorites over the over the time you've been there? Yeah, sometimes you'll only get 10 minutes for your interview. So like those are like generally not going to be my favorites. Usually the ones that like feel the best are because I've gotten to connect with that person for a little bit longer. So the first one that comes to mind is Hillary Duff. And first of all, I'm pretty sure she was pregnant during our interview because I'm like it was announced a little bit later, but like, I didn't know at the time, but I think that's cool. And then, so it was like, I interviewed her at an event and it was just outside on this beautiful spring day, like one of the first spring days of the year. And it was on a rooftop in New York city. And so it was just like all the right things kind of like surrounding the interview. But then I also just like felt like we got along really well and literally I have like this recording at the end of the interview where like Hillary Duff goes that was fun and I was just like dying inside I was just like yeah I'm glad it's like are you kidding me like are we friends now <laughs> that's it's 
I'm so, okay, I'm like blushing because I'm so excited that you mentioned her. I feel like I must have seen in in some video that you made that you met her, but I didn't know if it was real because I was thinking to myself right now, I was like, I'm going to like ask her if she's met Hillary Duff because I feel like I saw that somewhere. That's so funny. She's my idol. No way. I actually have a funny story. Um, I interviewed Hillary Duff twice. (laughs) Oh my God. So you really are best friend but so like and okay so like I've interviewed a few celebrities twice and like they've been mostly like uh-huh. one brand and then like I'm at a different brand and like it's a lot of time goes by and like they're working with different people so I won't ever like really bring it up though like I've met some like influencers twice and like they've remembered me and I like, love that small victories yeah. um but <laughs> with Hillary Duff the first time I met her was just like one of my worst interviews ever because we wanted to go. It was like Instagram live was very new then. And I was working for Allure at the time. And so we wanted to do an Instagram live with Hillary Duff. And like, I was not like the senior social person at that time. So I promised my boss that I was going to get this Instagram live with Hillary Duff. But then I ended up having like five minutes her, and it was crowded and loud. It was not like ideal situation for Instagram live. Like if I think I think like now I would have been able to think more on my feet and like shifted the focus maybe to like a pre-recorded story where we could like edit it later, like something like that. Mm -hmm. But I promised I would do this and I was going to get it. And it was just like, I couldn't even hear her speak. Like, I don't think she could really hear me that well. It was just like a really, really like weak interview. And so then having like one of my best interviews ever with her was kind of like, it was also like a bit of a redemption moment. And it was like, I've grown in my interview skills and I like can do this. And it was, like I said, it was just like a really great conversation where like, sometimes you feel like it's more like on the surface and other times you feel like you're able to like get in deeper. And I feel like we just like really connected. I love that. I love that you got to grow. And did she remember you like your second interview you did with her? No. (laughs) I I mean, like I said, like, I mean, I met her for like five minutes. The first time I wouldn't have remembered me. But like my friend has like funny picture from it because it's literally like me and her because it's at an event. So like we were basically like, in it looked it was a restaurant but it looked like we were like in this like dimly lit bar together and we're like sitting in the corner like on like instagram live and so i mean in the picture we look like we were best friends too oh my God. <laughs> have you watched her show younger yeah because it's set in the magazine which is yeah. good i love that show Thank i think you. that yeah. it's really good do you watch the bold type i'm just going off now but yeah i know <laughs> i've seen the bold type too i mean i like really enjoy those types of like light fun shows yeah there are definitely people who are like it's not like that but like I do think that there are like a lot of crossovers like of course there are things that aren't but the bull type for example they portrayed um like a shift from print to digital that I felt like was really smart like there were some things that I was like I don't know if everyone's gonna understand this it's really interesting that you're talking about it and like I really like Mm. liked seeing that I don't know like in terms of like the social media editor position I feel like they're always pushing Twitter and that's probably like one of the least important social media platforms these days so I didn't understand that but there are there is like a big like I know a lot of people would be like why are they always hanging out in the fashion closet but and you're not going to hang out in the fashion closet but like when I was at Allure we hung out in the beauty closet so you're right (laughs) they are always they're actually like desks in there (laughs) oh my gosh that's so funny that's interesting to know that some of it is actually quite 
similar and yeah. a good representation. Cause I, I love it. Yeah. Just because of the characters and yeah. um, just, you know, their fast paced life, but who knows? I mean, <laughs> I, I have yeah. no idea what it actually is like. So. Yeah. But like pre COVID, like I would go to like multiple events a week. Yeah. And I mean, part of it is like, that's why I'm having the time now to like create more content because I'm not going to those events. True. So who knew that life could be so productive without them, but I also miss them. <laughs> that is so true. Oh, I love it. Okay. Wow. That is so exciting. Was there anyone else that came to mind as some of your favorites? Yeah, I had one other favorite. It's Julianne Huff. And Ooh. yeah, she was so she was just like so kind. And actually, like, again, it all has to do with the situation. Yeah. I actually made a TikTok about this, but I like came back from like a like 17 hour flight um really late at night and I was supposed to do the interview the next day and like I knew this like I planned it that way and I like said I would go for like some weird reason like I think it's just because I like liked her and I was like that sounds fun and it was like nearby it wasn't like otherwise I would have like told someone else to do it it wasn't going to be like hard to get to yeah um but I wanted to go I thought it would be fun and I like planned it this like crazy way where I basically like came back from a huge time difference a really long flight and was at work in the next morning, of course, because like, that's how I plan things. I don't know why I do that to myself. I was just like, I feel like you get on this like sense of like, it was just like, I was going off of adrenaline at that point. Like I was so tired. I was so like out of it, but I had this like adrenaline where I was excited and I wanted to do a good job. And like, I was, I, and it just like put me in the zone. Like it was weird. Like, I don't think I've ever experienced anything like that. Like, and I don't, like, I don't think you should push yourself to be like that. Like I yeah. think that you should, it's good to also take time for your mental health. And like, I definitely have like not always like done the best yeah. job with that. And like that moment would probably be a good example. But I mean, I had to be at work and I was like, I chose to be there and I did a really good job with the interview. Like it just felt really good. And like, I was able to like get like good information out of her and so and we were talking about endometriosis which is like um you know a really important subject so I thought like you know when you get someone to open up and like you're talking on something that you know is gonna like help other people like I also just like love that type of interview and then after the interview I posted on social media and I like posted something about like how she was the only person I would like fly 17 hours from the other part end of the world and like interview jet lagged or like something like that and she commented on it and like that's never happened to me like I've posted like photos with celebrities before I've never had any interactions and she was like I was jet lagged too Oh. I was just like, what? Oh my god! And she apparently like made like um like comments to the publicist about like how we like really connected. That's so great. It was just, like I guess that's why because we were both jet lagged. Yeah, you're you're both just like okay, let's do this thing. Yeah, I love that. That's definitely I definitely pulled stuff like that when I worked in in DC. Um, yeah, I remember it? getting I know I remember getting off a plane. I was auditioning in like a different city, and I got off a plane at like six a.m. Went straight to work because we had like a day full of interviews for I don't remember what show it was. Oh my god, I don't know why I thought that that was ever a good idea. That's the that's like the overworker I think in us being like we can do it. Yeah. Okay. Like we, but now, nowadays I'd be like, no way. Yeah. Now it's like, I mean, honestly, like not that this was even that long ago. (laughs) You're like, this was last 
But it's like, I definitely like, it's funny because like I advocate for like pushing yourself and like working hard, but I also think it's like, you need to know like your boundaries and like your limits and for sure. No, yeah. makes total sense. Oh my gosh. Well, I know you post more about um, your experiences at the magazine and interviewing different people on your TikTok and Instagram. So make sure to go check those out if you're interested in, in hearing some more stories like these. So Rebecca, how can people find you and follow along with your journey out in the interwebs? Yeah. So my TikTok and Instagram handles are the same. They are just my last name and that's Shinner. So it's S-H-I-N-N-E-R-S-S-S at the end. I know you'll put it there, but I feel like yeah. people don't know how to spell my last name when I just say it. So I felt like yeah. I should like spell it for you. <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah, great. Well, we'll definitely link it and I want everyone to follow along and I'm excited to follow along with your journey. And I know this is just the start for you and you've already had a lot of great experiences, but those will just lead you to the next ones. And I'm excited that we get to be along with your journey. So thank you so much for being on Beaming today. It has been so exciting to get to know you and hear some of your exciting stories. Yeah. And thanks for having me. And I feel like I should say like Hillary Duff, this was fun. If Hillary, if you're, <laughs> if you're listening, Hillary. <laughs> If only. <laughs> Come on, Beaming. She's invited to the next Yeah, episode. be on our next episode. We'll both be here. <laughs> oh as long God. as I'm here. I love it. I love it. Yes. Oh, my dream. One day, one day I'll meet her. But till that day, I will keep dreaming. <laughs> well, thanks so much, Rebecca. And thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Beaming. I hope you enjoyed. Make sure you go follow Rebecca on all of her social media. And wow, we are back in it. 2021, a new season of Beaming. Thank you for being here. I will see you next week. Bye-bye.